You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about episode 9, which was called Yuki Was My First Love. We're going to do our... Uh, well, let's just get... I don't know. I don't have any announcements. And everybody should know our format by now. So we're just gonna... <laughs> we're gonna discuss the episode. Some horror fan that jumped in only on this episode and has no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. Yeah, just like the Ayame fans who jumped in on our episode <laughs> last time. <laughs> it's all entirely possible. But anyway, uh, we're going to... In that case, for the Haru fans who jumped in just at this point in time... We're going to summarize the episode, discuss it, and then we play music, and then we'll have a spoiler discussion. So, if you're watching the anime for the first time, you'll be spoiler-free. That's how we like to roll on this podcast. <laughs> so, this episode covers chapters 13 and 14 of the manga, and it's also basically scene for scene. Like, there weren't, there were small, like, minor additional things, but... Yeah, it's very accurate. <laughs> very, very much the same. So, the episode opens with Hakun, who we met briefly last episode looking at a neighborhood map two women notice him and they're like check out that guy isn't he so hot he looks like the type to go clubbing too let's talk to him maybe he'll take us out and then Hakun puts on his cool goggles and he slips on his cool gloves and then he gets on his cool bicycle and takes off with a ding ding (laughs) into the night leaving the or into the afternoon I guess leaving the two girls in a blaze of kakui sparkly dust. And then we cut to the opening theme. <laughs> this this gag was taken out of the manga, but it didn't matter. It made me laugh again. Like, yeah, it was great. I, do, I think the addition of the actual bell definitely helped, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So after the after the theme song ends, uh, we open with Antoru, who's in the grocery store, checking out a shit ton of groceries. So much so that when she lifts them up, she, like, almost drops them when she's getting ready to leave and in her what's the box uh someone commented someone in discord commented that they thought it was like a toilet paper brand Mm. like it was a knockoff on a toilet paper brand so perhaps toilet paper i don't know heavy toilet paper i mean (laughs) the bag (laughs) the bags she picked up all the bags not just the box (laughs) so the bags are full of um the bags are full of like watermelons and um like (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what else is heavy. Flour and bags of rice. And then she also has toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Did I answer? Okay. I'll accept that. Okay. <laughs> um, or Toru's just not very strong, but whatever. <laughs> it seemed like not that much. It was like two bags in a box. I just, I don't know. It was a little minor addition while she's narrating. So while she does that, she narrates that it's uh, winter break is now over and she's still living her best life at the Soma house. No, she's not living her best life. She said that she's still having fun or something like that. <laughs> uh, she steps out of the store all bubbly and prepared to thank Yukin Kyo for waiting for her, but of course walks into the middle of a shouting match between the two of them. Step outside and let's do this, Kyo says. And Yuki is like, we are already outside, stupid cat. Kyo growls uh, while Yuki thanks Toru for shopping and takes the bags to carry them. He doesn't struggle with them like she does, <laughs> just for the record. Even though it's rice, watermelons, and flour and <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> uh, then he sasses Kyo to make himself useful. We see in Toru's narration again, she thinks, Somakun and Kyokun continue to not get along. And she also reveals that her wish, her first sunrise wish was for them to get along better, but it doesn't seem to be working. Why don't you shut up already, Yuki says. And Kyo is like, heh, and drops the groceries like a heathen. Yeah, that's right. I said it again. He's a heathen. <laughs> and he raises like his hands. Like Tori's alarmed expression. Yeah, she's like, ah! yeah, it's so good. <laughs> she's like, yeah. The eggs. Yuki was like, 
Yuki said something about he was like give me a bag to carry or something and Kyo, he's like Yugi's like no you'll break the eggs and of course he would have yeah. if he dropped them <laughs> but as I stated before it's clearly canon that she's carrying watermelons rice and <laughs> no so uh, Yuki sorry Kyo raises his hands as if he's about to fight and Toru's like please don't fight but Yuki stops the fight by shoving chives in Kyo's mouth once again and he like spits them out and Toru is like are you okay while he Kyo groans, and Yuki looks satisfied with himself, and then Yuki coughs conspicuously. Hold on. <laughs> Did you say tuberculosis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, he's got the consumption, it's obvious. <laughs> we cut to Shigure's house later that night, and Shigure comes in to let them know the bath is free, and he suggests that Yuki go next. And Yuki says that he's not planning to go, and Shigure is like, no way, you dirty boy! Not, I don't know, he does say something like that, but Yuki <laughs> says that he's uh, he feels like he's getting a cold, and so he won't take a bath. Uh, Toru comes over quickly. She stands up and quickly goes over to him, saying it's terrible, and feels his forehead. And it turns out that he has a slight fever. And Yuki blushes at her kind of, like, reaction to him saying that he thinks he's getting sick. Shigure goes to get him medicine, um, and Toru suggests that he stay home from school tomorrow. And he says he'll be fine, but then she reminds him that tomorrow is their long-distance run. And Shigure is like, ah, oh, the kids these days have it so rough. And then Super Saiyan Kyo shows up. <laughs> and then, do you remember the weird club music that we talked about before? That like, yeah. do, 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 do. That music plays again in the background. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. I didn't, probably because it's more appropriate to Kyo being weird than... <laughs> Having her friends over? Yeah. So the weird club music begins from last time as Kyo says, Long distance run, you say? A marathon. A race run in groups, which means a competition. Yuki coughs delicately. <laughs> Kyo is like, tomorrow I'll show you who's the fastest. Um, and Toru protests because Yuki has a cold. And Kyo is like, a cold? He'll be fine if he takes some medicine and goes to bed early. And then Kyo makes a dramatic exit by slamming the door. And then Shigure gives Yuki the medicine and reminds slash warns him that he might transform if he gets too weak, which we heard about before. Toru thinks uh, she's worried She'd prefer that Yuki would just rest, but of course Kyo will be angry if he doesn't go through with the run. I hope nothing goes wrong tomorrow, she thinks. <laughs> the next morning, everyone is getting warmed up for the run and admiring Yuki's beautiful, pale legs. Um, <laughs> Toru goes over to check on him, and he says he'll be fine to race. He thinks he'll be fine to race. Plus, he says, looking at Kyo, who is, like, already on fire with chutzpah, <laughs> he'll complain forever if I don't, Yuki says. Yuki asks uh, about Uo and Hana, and Toru says that Uo is skipping, but Hana is. And then before she can finish her sentence, she's interrupted by one of the Prince Yuki fangirls, sassing her for being so familiar with Yuki. And then another one shows up and helps drag Toru off, saying that the girls' race is about to start, because I guess they started at different times or whatever. Toru is all wobbly on her feet and swirly-eyed when she runs into Hana, who asks what's wrong, and Toru says nothing, and Hana's like, oh, that's alright then. But of course we can see the Yuki fangirls in the background who are harassing Toru earlier start to experience hearing voices and stuff, and there's all, like, I don't know, like, lightning-y stuff in the background <laughs> around them. Toru says to Hana that they need to do Uo's share of the running, too, and the Prince Yuki fangirls continue to freak out. I'm not much of a runner, but I'll do my best, Hana says. The starting gun sounds, but just beyond the starting line, Hana collapses dramatically. Woe is me, the subtitle says. <laughs> Toru's like, what's wrong? Uh, Hana apologizes that she can't run any further, and she grasps Toru's hands and says, I'll simply have to walk from here. And Toru was like, Hana-chan. And the teacher is like, walk, crawl, or whatever. Just start, Hanajima. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we cut to the guys lining up to start and Kyo was already holding his shoes. So I saw a couple of comments that people were like, why is he running without shoes? Like, I don't know. That was also in the manga. Um, but the starting, I just thought it was funny. He's already holding them before they start running. <laughs> the starting gun sounds and Kyo, who is still not wearing shoes, of course, and Yuki take off at full speed. And Kyo is like, I'm going to beat that damn Yuki and win. And Yuki is like, shut up. And then Kyo's like, win, 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 win or something. I can't remember exactly what it says, but he's yelling, screaming. The other guys are all like, wow, they're so fast. This isn't like a hundred meter dash or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, out on the on the course, Toru wonders if Yuki will be really be okay. And then she sees what she thinks is an old man in the grass and runs down to check on him. But as she gets there, she realizes it's actually a young guy with white hair and starts to apologize, like hopping on one foot and then sliding <laughs> and like slipping and sliding down the bank in the process. The boy asks if she knows the Somas and she says she she asks if he's a Soma as well. He says he is, and he starts to introduce himself, but their conversation is interrupted by the sound of Kyo screaming in the background and shit talking in his tough guy voice. We cut to Yuki and Kyo running, and he gets just ahead of Yuki as the boy that Toru is talking to rolls out a thin rope across the trail and then tugs it tight right as Kyo passes and trips him, and Kyo skids like face first into the ground. <laughs> Toru freaks out and asks if he's alright, and then Yuki arrives as well. And Kyo stands up and screams, What the hell was that for? And the boy we know as Hakun says, Well, he wouldn't have stopped otherwise. Haru? Kyo asks. Haru also turns to the camera at this point. The boy that we now know as Haru turns to the camera and says, Don't try this at home, kids. And Kyo is like, Don't do it to me either. <laughs> I like that so far they kept all of the like, like good jokes from these chapters in the yeah. manga. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, so this time it's Haru, Yuki says, and he kind of like comments on how everyone is coming to visit them uh, to meet Toru, I guess. Shouldn't you be at school, Yuki asks, and Haru is like, well, I left on Sunday, but somehow I wandered into a neighborhood I didn't recognize, and then somehow three days had passed. A mystery. <laughs> <laughs> in the Japanese version, he says mystery in English. It's yeah. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> did. Every time it's like, mystery. Like, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> Also, I really, I really like Haru's voice. I feel like it's a lot deeper than in the original anime, mm -hmm. uh, at least in my recollection, but I like it. Yuki is like, just admit you got lost. <laughs> they see the other guys from the school kind of like running up the trail, so they get off the path. Yuki like very formally introduces Toru and Hataru to each other. Um, of course, we learn that his full name is Hataru Soma. Toru thinks that he's very polite, like more grown up than she would expect for someone his age, because Yuki like introduces him and says, well, great, he, that he's in um, middle school. Kyo asks why Haru is here, and Hataru says that he came to fight. He wanted to challenge Kyo at New Year's, but of course Kyo skipped, so he couldn't fight him then. Kyo argues that he's already in the middle of an important race right now, but Haru says that he's been traveling for three days to get to him, and then they continue to bicker. He's like, I, he's like, I traveled three days to get to you, and he's like, no you didn't, you just got lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they continue to argue, and Yuki warns Kyo that it could be bad. He's like, you should just do what he says. Um, but Kyo doesn't listen and he tells Haru to go home and he turns around we see Haru jump up in the air from behind him and head like slam his head into Kyo's too late Yuki says quit your whining Haru says and he looks up his face is now like full of rage and, like it looks really it actually looks different I felt like the way that it's drawn um mm -hmm. And he shit talks Kyo some more about fighting. And he's like, fight and die at the end. And then he cackles like a maniac. And Toru is like, please don't die. <laughs> like, <laughs> you damn brat, Kyo says. And then kicks him in the face. Yuki and, and Toru are standing off to the side. And Yuki comments that he summoned Dark Haru, it says in the subtitles. Or if you're familiar <laughs> with the with the old 
way that's called in the original anime Black Haru. P.S. I'm just going to refer- clearly what they're that's clearly what they're actually saying. Yeah, in it Japanese. is what they're. It's totally what they're saying in Japanese. I'm just going to say that from now on. So. <laughs> He, Yuki says that he summoned Black Haru while the two continue to fight in the background. And Yuki explains that Haru is usually, like, chill, but when he snaps, he's out of control, and they call it Black Haru. So he's like, Kagura? Toru asks innocently. No, Yuki says. And then we kind of, like, see him. We see Haru uh, grab Yuki's chin. Like, I don't know, caress Yuki's chin? I don't know what you would call <laughs> it. Hold Yuki's chin. Yuki says he's he's way worse than Kagura. Haru, um, who's there, says, don't just stand there and watch, Yuki. Today's the day I make you mine. <laughs> and and do what with me? Yuki asks. And then somewhere, a Haru Yuki shipper squeals with joy. <laughs> <laughs> Kyo and Haru continue to shit-talk each other for, like, an extended period of time, which is why I just summarized it as they continue to shit-talk. <laughs> um, Yuki says, I think they're kind of, like, talking in the background, and Yuki's talking to Toru, we can see. Yuki says, um, this might take a while so she can go on back to the race. And then we see Kyo and Haru kind of, like, grab hands. I don't know what that's called. It's kind of like a weird walk thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Haru threatens, if you don't hurry up and fight me, I'll make that girl mine, too. And Kyo is like, what the hell does that mean? And then Haru says, I'll do certain things to her, maybe even uncertain things. <laughs> Kyo is like, what the hell are you even saying? <laughs> and then Kyo thinks, this is the kid who used to get lost on his way to the bathroom, so I always walked him there. What, and what did he mean by certain things? Kyo thinks, I don't I don't get it. Girls have nothing to do with this. And then he looks at Toru, who is now over in the sparkly shoujo corner of the room. But I'm kind of pissed now, he thinks. Kyo kicks Haru, and they fly up into the sky, and there's more shit talk and more fighting. And Yuki again tries to convince Toru to leave, but she's like, what? And then we briefly cut to Hana, who is still out on the track, reading Summer Colored Psy, Volume 2. <laughs> <laughs> And some guys run by her and they're like, you could try to run a few meters. <laughs> Hana is my spirit animal still. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. We cut back to the shonen style fight and the shit talking that's still going on between Kyo and Haru. And Toru also like breaks the fourth wall by being like, we're suddenly in a martial arts movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of my favorite added lines. <laughs> it was really great. Yuki says to leave, um, to leave them to fight, but and he refuses to get involved, and he says so in a sparkly way. <laughs> He's like, I refuse to get in between them, or whatever. She says, Kyo seems strong today, and Yuki says, that's, it, he probably is stronger than Haru, and then he coughs. He explains that Kyo and Haru studied martial arts since they were kids, and they both seem to like it. And Toru asks, Yuki studied martial arts too. Did he study it because he liked it too? And then in the single creepiest scene that everybody <laughs> talked about, on the social media, this thing, the creepiest thing that we've seen so far, even creepier than I think, uh, like the ones, the sad, sad scenes that we saw with her, with um, Hattori, um, mm-hmm. getting injured by Akito. We see Kyo and Haru, baby Kyo and baby Haru, in their like um, little martial arts uniforms, and Haru's wearing a white belt, which I thought was interesting. Um, and they're like, looks like they're training with each other, and Yuki is watching them. Yuki's not wearing a gi, like he's just wearing regular clothes. And then, uh, it's hard to say, Yuki says. And then we see these hands, like, kind of, like, creepily, quickly cover his eyes. In the present, Yuki's pupils narrow, and he slumps down. They, like, he, I don't know, in shock. And then he slumps down and holds his chest like he's struggling to breathe. And, like, we can hear that he's struggling to breathe. Like, he's not coughing or, like, there isn't a lot of sound, right? 
Mm-hmm. Toru runs over to him and asks what's wrong. And Haru hears this and he kind of like bails mid-fight to check on Yuki. And Kyo, who is like up in the air, kind of like flops gracelessly to the <laughs> ground, which was also kind of hilarious. <laughs> Haru puts his coat over Yuki um, and says that they should call the main house. But Yuki grabs his arm and gives him this kind of like pleading look, like as if he doesn't. I think Haru is like, oh, you don't want me to call the main house. Haru asks Kyo if they can end their fight for today um, and says that they need to get to Sensei's house, which is Shigure's house, but they can't call a ca- They can't take a taxi because Yuki might transform in the back, or they're worried about Yuki transforming in the back. And Toru is like, I'll go with you. I'll do anything to help. So Haru is like, well, if you're going to help, I mean, at least it's good that you're cute. I can't remember exactly what he says, but... <laughs> and so she's like, what? And then he grabs her and hugs her and then he turns into a cow and then he (laughs) says something and then moos (laughs) (laughs) and also while he was transforming his clothes like you can see shreds of his clothes in the like poof cloud so his (laughs) we know that his clothes exploded (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess everyone else is smaller so they just like slip out of their clothes yeah (laughs) that's continuity if i've ever seen it (laughs) i was kind of impressed i was like what is up with this train oh like the poof it looked very different with the little shreds of fabric. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. We haven't met all the Zodiac animals yet, but if we do, there's definitely some that what I would imagine would be bigger. So maybe that will happen again. We'll see. Anyway, just saying. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. There's yeah. amazing continuity. So he turns into a cow. It's amazing. <laughs> just to summarize. We cut to Hana <laughs> again, once again. It's here, she says. And she raises her arm dramatically um, in kind of a swooping movement and dramatically announces that she has a royal straight flush. And it turns out, like we zoom out, it turns out that she and some of the, the boys who were running the race have sat down to play cards with her too. And the teacher is like, if you're not, the teacher is there and he's like, if you're not going to run, then go home. <laughs> I was worried uh, when they added in the dramatic card playing to the earlier episode that they were going to like cut this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is where the dramatic card playing actually showed up in the right. manga, but nope, they just, they just added more dramatic card playing. Yeah, it's very <laughs> dramatic, and I enjoyed that. So we cut to Shigure's house from outside, and then you can see in the bottom right-hand corner, Haru's tail is swinging, which was my <laughs> one of my favorite parts. And Shigure, you hear him laughing from outside, and then we cut inside, and he's laughing, and he's like, oh, so you came home like that, huh? And Kyo is like, it's not funny, while Haru like chews on Shigure's kimono sleeve. Mm-hmm. he's like i bet people were shigure is like i bet people were staring and then we cut to the all of the group walking home followed by little children saying hey look a cow a cow and then kyo hisses at them like a vampire which is great <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps like a cat one might say yeah. he just like put his hands up them. <laughs> like a vampire <laughs> yes. i stand by what i said <laughs> they take yuki upstairs and they lay him in bed like shigure gently like tucks him in which is kind of charming it's one of the nicest things Shigure has done so far in this series. <laughs> uh, Shigure says that they can go. He's like, well, now you brought Yuki home, so you can all go back to school. But Toru says that she'd rather stay here and take care of him because colds can be dangerous and they shouldn't be taken lightly. And her mother would understand. So this is like referring, the dialogue was a little bit vague, but it's referring to the promise that she made to her mother to fin- to do well and to finish school. Shigure then volunteers to go and get their things from school. And as he's leaving, he tells Kyo to call Hattori. And he's like, why? Why should I have to do that? And then Haru poofs back at that instant to his human form and is like, I'll do it. And casually walks off. And Kyo is like, don't just walk around naked while Toru like freaks out. <laughs> Shigure says um, that he's leaving. Like he calls, he walks out of the house and like calls up to the window, which I thought was funny. Shigure tells her to take care of Yuki. 
Toru thanks him for going to get their stuff, and she's like, Shigure is so kind. He's a kind and deeply caring person. And then Shigure thinks, high school girls, up close and personal. <laughs> so, sorry, 2001 anime fans, there was no high school girls song this time. Yeah. <laughs> Back inside, um, Haru gets, he hangs up the phone, and Kyo asks what Hattori said, and Haru is like, he chewed me out for some reason. A mystery. <laughs> <laughs> And Kyo is like, well, you did disappear for three days. And then Kyo asks if Haru wants to finish the fight. And Haru is like, nah, you're stronger. I need to train more. And then Kyo is like, where do you get up putting me through all that? And then just like backing down now. Now, now you're back to, to white Haru. And then he grabs his head and starts to noogie him with his elbow. And then Haru is like, ow. In like the most <laughs> chill possible way, which is amazing. At that time, Toru comes downstairs and she's like, oh, you're not Black Sun anymore, which is also really funny. <laughs> and he's like, uh, nope. Which is really also really great. <laughs> I felt like they did a good job of representing the difference between his like black side and his white side, <laughs> especially yeah, in this. I'm a scene. fan of Haru's voice acting in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was good. Haru asks how Yuki is, and she says that he's sleeping. And then Haru is like, "Don't attack him in his sleep, Kyo." And Kyo is like, "I would never. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna win in a fight against him, fair and square." And then he's like, "This is lame. I'm going back to school." At least that's, I imagine, he didn't actually say it like that, but that's how I feel it should have been said. Very pouty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> his, voice actor, his voice actor is just like, this is lame. I'm going back to school. And then, like, pieces out. Anyway. Yeah, stomping off, still not wearing shoes. Still not wearing shoes. I wonder where his <laughs> shoes are, because he's, like, not carrying them anymore. Like, did he just leave them by the... Probably in the field by the shreds of Haru's clothes. <laughs> yeah, really. Someone comes by and is like, what happened here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did a man just explode? Yeah, must be. <laughs> In the kitchen, Toru fills up a water bottle uh, to with like cold water for Yuki's head, and Haru asks if Kyo Haru is there, and Haru asks if Kyo and Yuki fight every day, and she says no, but they do argue, and Haru is like, oh, I guess they are getting along better now, and Toru is like, she drops the water bottle in surprise, and then Haru continues to explain that they used to be more uptight and gave off this really like stay away kind of vibe, but it seems like those vibes have lightened up, maybe perhaps because of Toru, and of course she denies that. Haru walks up. Haru and her walk upstairs, um, and Haru says, "It's good that they're changing, especially for Yuki, who was his first love." To which Haru, uh, Toru drops the water bottle once again. <laughs> Haru says that he likes Kyo as well, but Yuki is special to him. Haru says that it wasn't always like that. He actually hated Yuki when they were little, though. And Toru asks why. Because he's the rat, Haru says. And Haru continues, "You know the old, uh, you know, in the old myth, the rat." rides on the ox to get to the banquet i resented him for that when they were little the adults used to joke about the ox um, and they said that he was slow and stupid and was used by the rat and haru felt like they were laughing at him saying that he was slow and he was stupid and he blamed all of that on the rat he says that he was so angry he was always angry and lost his temper temper easily so much so that his um like his black side formed he put his parents through a lot of trouble, he says, and so he took up martial arts to get rid of his stress, but it didn't work. And then we see um, kind of a shot of baby Haru and baby Kyo training again. Haru says that he enjoyed martial arts, but it didn't stop people from making fun of him. And then one day, he finally came across Yuki, and they had never spoken before, it turns out. And he says that he snapped, and we see Haru's flashback. He's wearing his gi, his tiny baby gi. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he confronts Yuki, who's standing on this, like, up on this bridge thing. Like, he's very separated from where Haru is. He's wearing um like a kimono and like a little like a kimono coat. I hate you, baby Haru says. Angrily, <laughs> extremely angrily for a baby. 
It's your fault that everyone makes fun of me. It's your fault for being a dirty cheater. It's your fault that I'm stupid and an idiot. And like Haru, he pants after yelling as baby Yuki asks, are you? Are you really stupid? And then baby Haru has a moment of realization and looks down in shame and he kind of like grabs his clothes. No, he says, no, I'm not stupid. Okay, Yuki says, I believe you. At least that was the subtitle. He's just kind of like, yeah, I understand. As we transition back to the present, Haru says that after that incident, he didn't snap as often. Yuki let him say what he'd bottled up inside. He set my heart free, Haru says. Um, Yuki was completely different than what he imagined. And Haru says, I was like them, like the people who who talked about the, the ox. He uh, imagines Yuki in his rat form and says, I decided Yuki was the dirty rat without knowing him. He says that he's glad he met Yuki that day, otherwise he would still misunderstand him and hate him, and then that would make him really stupid. <laughs> Toru kneels beside Haru and says it's a wonderful story, and then Haru says that he was also surprised to see Yuki smiling so calmly next to her earlier. He never smiled like that while he was at the main house, um, and that's why he thought that it was Toru who might be lightening his heart. She's like, I'm, I'm really not doing anything to deserve so much credit, and Haru's like, well, maybe we should test it. <laughs> and so he whispers something in her ear. Yuki suddenly wakes up, and he asks how he got home, and they explain, and then Yuki thanks Haru, essentially, for carrying him as a cow. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, he says, or at least that's what's in the subtitle. Yeah. I gave her the full details of how much I love you, and Yuki is like, why? She might take you seriously, <laughs> and Haru is like, I am serious. <laughs> but, Toru says, it, it really was a wonderful story, uh, Yuki-kun. And he starts to say something, but then he suddenly realizes that she called him by his first name and he blushes and then poofs into a rat. And then he like flops and bounces on the water bottle, which was amazing. <laughs> Toru kind of like chibi cries and says, Hatsara-san, I told you I wasn't good enough. Um, but we pan to Yuki, who's facing away from Toru and his face is like full, like his full little rat face is full of blushing. We see that Haru said, uh, like we have the, see a little flashback from like two seconds ago where Haru whispered to call him by his given name. It'll make him happy. And then we also see Haru smiling. And so Toru narrates, the turbulent long distance run ended without anything going too wrong. But then we cut back <laughs> to school where it's no longer a sports anime, but a card game anime as Kyo, Shigure, and Hana reveal their hands. Hana has won once again. And we see that the teacher has also joined and several other students have gathered to watch the game. <laughs> And then we see later that night, Kyo and Shigure are in their animal forms uh, in a like futon together. And Hattori is there and he thinks, this whole family wants me to die of overwork. And then we cut to the <laughs> credits. <laughs> he sounds really angry. Too. He did sound really angry. He sounded very angry. Anyway, that was it. It was episode nine. Well, yeah, it was a very, very accurate adaptation, this one. Totally. Like, the only, like... Except for some, like, slight dialogue changes, like adding in Tori's comment about the martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, like, actual difference I can think of is that they changed the location for the flashback. Because mm-hmm. Yuki was, like, in a window of a room. Yeah, he was inside. There, instead of being on the weird bridge thing in the void. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. That scene was kind of... The flashback was really strange. I was like, why is he outside? And, like, what is yeah. up with that? What's up with that weird bridge? Mm-hmm. there's a lot of like interesting locations like we saw the place that little pergola thing in the episode about Hattori like there's a lot of stuff in the main house mm-hmm. gardeny stuff so I guess it makes sense there might be a bridge but it's kind of yeah. weird and it's weird how it's in the void as you described it <laughs> <laughs> 
and yeah, I think you're right. Most of those, there's very few things that were changed. There was just like some minor, like dialogue additions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't remember this episode very clearly from the original anime, so I feel like it was more, but I do feel like it was probably more accurate to the original manga because so many things were in it that were in the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah, we're talking about the first anime. I think it, you know, kept it more lighthearted. I don't think it mm-hmm. had, uh, like, Yugi's flashback stuff when he was thinking about if he enjoyed uh, martial arts. Yeah, I seriously doubt it. When we read this in our regular episodes and read the manga i had completely forgotten about that panel and mm-hmm. i was commenting like i was getting bored of all their shit talk and then suddenly that panel is injected there and i was like mm-hmm. whoa 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 <laughs> whoa mm-hmm. and then this time when it was animated it was even more intense yeah i think uh, they did something with like the speed of it and everything they yeah made it creepy. they made it definitely made it creepy and i liked it that way frankly yeah. <laughs> also the they added the the cow to the credits and also with yes. the monkey riding on the cow. <laughs> yes, we saw the monkey. We don't know anything about the monkey yet, but we saw the monkey. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. Yep. I also want to point out that whoever did the official summaries on uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation, like, kind of cribbed your summary from that uh, episode of the podcast. Really? Because <laughs> it had the, like, you had the, like, Kyo fights Haru, Yuki fights a cold gag, and the the summaries say like Yuki fights Kyo and Yuki fights a cold or something. So nice. it had the same kind of sequence of that gag at the beginning. Good. <laughs> I'm reading it now. Yeah. Kyo fights Yuki. Yuki fights a cold and Toru meets a new Soma whose moves swings <laughs> may be even more extreme than Kagura's. I'm full of predicting the future for this podcast. <laughs> That's all I want to say. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And the translations changed it from black and white Haru to dark and light Haru. Yeah. I don't really have a strong comment about that. Yeah. I think they probably just try to avoid, like, I don't know, race implications yeah. or something. Yeah. Just fine. means the same thing. Yeah, for sure. You missed out on the cow gag, I guess. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a fine choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent about it, <laughs> yeah, frankly. It's, <laughs> it's the same things about his personality are implied, whether you yeah. call it dark or light or black or white. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed with the anime, and I don't know if it's... I can't remember if it had it in the manga but when yuki like tries to stop the fight he actually directly addresses kyo yeah like he said like he says hey kyo like yeah try and talk to him i don't think they really address each other by name very often so kind of notice that oh yeah that's cool i don't think they normally do that i think you're right yeah they're just like i hate that guy or whatever yeah or they're like you you you, you. like they'll use yeah like they'll use each other's name when they're talking to other people mm-hmm. about each other but when they're talking to each other they don't really so mm-hmm. something i notice. I don't know if it was like that in the manga originally or not. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the translation. I don't think it was, but I think he might have called him that way in the manga too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think yeah, all those things. It's easier to notice in the audio, so yeah, when call you my attention. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So maybe it's just like um, I think they're all like these little things that show that they're getting to know each other better. Mm-hmm. It adds on to what Haru said that they're like actually getting along better, even though Toru doesn't really think so (laughs) (laughs) even though they literally fight this whole episode is like i feel like this episode is like 95 percent bickering yeah (laughs) (laughs) from start to finish so but also like it's interesting that you point that out because one thing that is kind of missing that's probably not very noticeable but it's something that i noticed was that so like what happens in the manga is that Kyo and Haru start fighting yuki starts coughing he starts having like his like his breathing issues so then Haru goes over to help him and then we see this scene we see this so like in the anime what happened was that 
Kyo was up in the air and he like falls down comedically. But what mm-hmm. happens in the manga is that he's kind of like on the ground and we see him looking at Yuki with out of concern. So like mm-hmm. it was something that we pointed out that showed that they were getting a little bit closer, I think. And then in this case, like th- that scene was cut, but I guess Yuki calling him directly. By I think his it was name. still there. It just didn't have as much attention drawn to it. Like I still noticed mm-hmm. he- Kyo kind of looking concerned in the background. And then like when Hara asked if it's okay if they delay their fight, he's kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was kind of distracted. It's true. I guess yeah. it's not as conspicuous. It's very, yeah, it has just, to be it's drawn. It's just not like a close up or anything. Yeah. I think, I guess, like in the manga, it has to be drawn that way to be conspicuous. So, yeah. Um, sorry, the creepy scene with Yuki is <laughs> interesting. Like, it's so creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, man. All the scenes with Kyo and Haru, it, it's interesting that we get to see this relationship with Kyo where something is kind of like positive. Because mm-hmm. um, I think we've heard a lot about Kyo kind of being shunned from Zodiac stuff. Like, he doesn't get invited to the banquet we saw in the last episode, the New Year's banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we know that Kyo lived outside um, of the main house as well, mm-hmm. as opposed to people like Yuki and Momiji and Hitori and Shigure, who have all been invited to live inside the main house. So it's kind of nice that we saw, like, a, a relationship with someone other than, I guess, like, Kagura that was sort of positive between Kyo mm-hmm. and that person. So Kyo mm-hmm. and Haru... They trained together as children. Kyo says that he used to walk into the bathroom <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I think they have an yeah. interesting relationship. Yeah, I've always liked the little friendship mm-hmm. Kyo and Haru have. Like, you can tell they're, like, friendly with each other, even just how, how Kyo, like, gets, gets him in a headlock and, like, nuggies him after he, like, <laughs> turns back. Yeah. And he's clearly wearing Kyo's clothes after he transforms back, too, because his yeah. was shredded <laughs> by his cow self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like something we've seen Kyo wear in an earlier episode, so it's... yeah definitely his clothes yeah his like red shirt did we learn anything else about the curse i mean we saw that yuki transformed when he was um well they were worried about him transforming but he didn't transform when he was sick mm-hmm. only when toru said his name <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is interesting to note so i guess you don't have to always be like physically weak to transform too i think he was probably on the brink and that just <laughs> <laughs> just shocked him shocked him to like, his core this is too much i'm gonna be a rat <laughs> A blushing rat, yeah. whole face covered in blushing. Yeah, I don't know. And then we learned, I mean, obviously we learned about Haru. So there's like a bunch of obvious things we learned. We learned about Haru's backstory with Yuki and how he blamed Yuki. Like there's a couple of things that we see about the family and the curse that are kind of like based off of the folktale. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, all that stuff I just said about Kyo. But then also additionally, like the family saying that Haru is dumb or like, that the cow is dumb, the person possessed by the cow is dumb, and therefore Haru is implying that Haru is dumb. And then him taking that anger out on baby Yuki. Mm-hmm. And that forming the whole like basis of this, like I don't know what you call it, his his temper and his rage and his lack of control all comes from, yeah. stems from that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we learned about Hana. Not to forget about that. Mm-hmm. How she um, did something to the Yuki fangirls that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause them to hear voices or whatever. I fr- it's hard to write their dialogue down, but uh, yeah. you can see them like freaking out in the background and saying like, "Oh, the twelve are just will descend or whatever." Like the same mm-hmm. like, weird stuff. It was also like directly out of the manga. Um, like it was almost exactly the same things that they said. Yeah. I also loved how Hana was so dramatic. She's like, "I can't go any further." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fun. I don't know. I don't have that much else to say. Um, 
pretty identical to the manga so there's not much to say that we haven't already said <laughs> true and also like the, it's it was also kind of straightforward like we saw the backstory we saw everything i think the only like mysterious thing is maybe that scene with baby yuki's eyes getting covered and but other than that i think like there wasn't a lot of like a lot of things were just straight up revealed so like, mm-hmm. we got everybody's backstory right away and and now we finally know who haru is even though we did briefly meet him in the last episode so i think that's about it it's a pretty mm-hmm. short one. Or like it's a short discussion, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this this episode, unless you're going to listen to us talk about spoilers. So uh, next time we'll be talking about episode 10. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we're back to talk about spoilers. We saw Ritsu. Yeah. Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Because normally they add, like, they added that little thing with Tori as a mm-hmm. seahorse, but then they didn't, I don't know, they didn't add any other characters when, when his, like, Zodiac form was revealed, so we get to see... So I guess everyone else has been in there, but... I guess... It's kind of interesting that they, like, got the little bit that's got uh, Kyo and Kagura's form, and Ayame yeah. and Yuki's form, and Shigure and Momiji's form. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Kisa the and Hero, for some reason, <laughs> yeah. already in there. But no Hattori. Mm-hmm. I want more seahorse in my credits. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining. It was just like, because you know, all the animals are like scampering about if they just had the seahorse like flopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it should have been like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's swimming. Because we never get to see him like in water. Yeah. Very rarely. Actually, mm-hmm. we never really see his like zodiac form again, I guess. But um, yeah. But like, we actually did get to see him in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> in that one part but then like normally like in the in the manga you never get to see him like in water so it's like wow he's swimming wow it was yeah. so so charming so i guess if they if they had, had him flopping it would have been funny but it... mm-hmm. <laughs> or they should have put him in like a little bowl with like someone else next to him that would have been funny too mm-hmm. <laughs> holding on to a i want yeah, hold, holding on to a different... so, yeah a little piece of a little plant or something it doesn't blow away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so charming. <laughs> I want more seahorse. I want more Tori. <laughs> Start a letter writing campaign. Dear Funimation, I know that you <laughs> control the universe, so please add more clips of Tori to the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, and then there's like Yuki's. We can talk about Yuki's flashback again. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, I see with Akito. Uh, yeah, I think that's the first uh, implication we've had in the anime. I can't remember if it was the first one in the manga of Yuki's uh, backstory with Akito. Dark and mysterious past. Yeah. I say. <laughs> yeah, I think it is really the first time, and then I guess in the in the anime it's a little bit ambiguous because we saw Akito being like, um, "It's been a long time since I've seen Yuki," but it's not actually yeah. clear in this flashback that that's Akito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess we had that, uh, like, the stuff about Akito would be angry if uh, he skipped New Year's, but didn't really. It's kind of implied that, like, that Akito will be angry if Yuki and Kyo skip mm-hmm. New Year's. It's not necessarily directly about yeah. Yuki. Mm-hmm. And then he hasn't come, Akito hasn't come to school yet, so. Yeah. So we don't know yet about his dark and mysterious past, Yuki's dark and mysterious past. Mm-hmm. I also, like, I don't know if this scene actually comes up again later, like, this specific scene. Of him, of like Akito somehow covering Yuki's. Uh, like, I don't think this specific scene comes up again, and I don't know. Like, I wonder. Yeah, I was 
I always took it for a metaphorical. Yeah. But thing. like what is the metaphor about him being like locked up and like kept away from other people? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always how I read it, just implication. Of... I, it definitely seems like it's not that's like not actually what happened, but mm-hmm. then they also made this choice in the Especially since they had like him directly watching Kyo and Haru training while that happened. Yeah. Like I def I definitely don't think like Akito was there. I don't even think Yuki was there, like with Akito pulling him away. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I still wonder if Yuki ever actually trained at all. Like it's not necessarily clear. Maybe I think he, he does. And I think it says it. I think it says it like explicitly in this episode, where it's like you trained in martial arts is because you liked it too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not clear if he trained like with anybody else or yeah, like with the other kids or anything. But yeah, it's definitely not clear. It was also interesting that I felt like the choice to put Yuki out on that bridge thing makes him less removed. It seems less removed because he was inside before. Like he was inside a room, inside a yeah. window. Yeah, I think they were going for like like Haru's perspective of seeing like Yuki as above him. Yeah, I could with that kind of metaphorical visual instead of the isolation yeah. visual of the original. So. I could see that being the purpose of that. Mm-hmm. But then I just think it it just it just changes what it's communicating. So yeah. I don't know. There weren't that many other spoilery things. Like I said, it's kind of... There's not a lot of other yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, not too much. Nope. Not this time. But we'll see what happens next time. It's going to be the Valentine's Day episode, I guess. Yep, that so. would be the implication. <laughs> Doesn't it say in the title, like, it's Valentine's Day or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll... We'll see... If they're going to cut in all this creepy stuff like they've been cutting in, they'll definitely cut in uh, something about Toru's mom. Isn't that what's... Mm-hmm. That's the that's the spoiler thing that happens in that part of the manga, I think. So yeah, maybe the, we'll get to see the double date. Maybe we'll get to see Mogenta. <laughs> I hope, really hope we see Mogenta. <laughs> it's like Detective Mogenta. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to say? <laughs> no. Are you laughing about Detective Mogenta? <laughs> yes. It's like Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yeah. Get him for the dub. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> okay, um, I think that's all we need to say about these two episodes or this episode. <laughs> Next time we'll talk about episode ten, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.